welcome back to Brunch Talks with Mandy Rose, a place where we discuss today's social issues, highlight some local women, and what's brunch without your favorite drink and some funny stories. So go ahead, pour yourself a glass, and let's jump into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to Brunch Talks with Mandy Rose. Um, This week it is just me, we are back. Last week it took a little break, had some other stuff going on. Um, But this week I actually wanted to jump into something where if you have had any type of conversation with me or my friend or anything, we have probably talked about this once at least. Um, Gender norms, gender roles in society. You know, I'm pretty strong opinionated and passionate about it. actually started listening to the female I'm sorry a feminist manifesto uh 15 suggestions by I'm gonna probably chop up her name but um Chimamanda she's the lady that was actually Beyonce put in the bow down um song she did the little feminist thing on it she's a couple books but I was listening to this one recently and it it's a letter pretty much to her best friend because uh, her best friend asked her, like, oh, can you write a letter uh, on how to raise my daughter in a feminist way? Um, so she wrote her a letter with more of, like, 15 suggestions on what she would suggest are good ways to raise a feminist daughter. Um, not going to go through all 15, probably will eventually in this podcast, but the main one that I wanted to focus on for this was gender norms, um, gender roles in society. There's a lot of debate on this and I've had a lot of debates with people who think they should be there. Um, think that I probably look too much into things. Um, so some of you might agree on some of the stuff I say, a lot of you might not. Um, but what I hope you get from it is just to kind of take a step back and look at some things that I bring up and be like, well, I could see this. Um, obviously, everybody's going to go about doing things their own way, um, but it's just more to get you to think about certain things. Um, what it kind of starts with, though, is it starts when pretty much a child. Um, think about the most basic of it before the kid is even born what are we doing nowadays these gender reveal parties I have so many talks with my friends about this I don't know I'm not for them if you want to do one fine like I said um but to me it's more of a setting a standard oh is it pink or blue because this is once we find out now we know what colors to dress this kid in, what toys to buy this kid, what standards to set for this kid. And it's like, oh, the kid's not even born yet. Like, why do we have to set all of these boundaries and rules on something that's not even born yet? So starts with this now. But before, okay, so let's, let's actually go back in time. First thing we think of boys and girls blue and pink right as the kid for like baby showers pink for girls blue for boys why it's like that we can actually blame marketing for that back in like I want to say it was um 
the 1940s shifted that. So before actually the 1940s, and this is actually something I learned with my fashion and then I learned again in my sociology classes. Um, before that, clothes was kind of gender neutral for kids. Um, if you look at really old, old pictures, like back in the super early 1900s, 1800s, babies, no matter if they were boys or girls, wore dresses. They wore dresses. Colors didn't really matter. It was just clothes because the baby was just a baby back then. Um, even in like the 1918, um, there was a print ad or a thing that went out that pretty much said it's acceptable to put boys in pink and girls in blue because blue was actually a soft light color and it just looked really cute on girls and they associated pink with being a strong color. So that was in 1918 and then around 1927, it was still okay to dress boys in pink and girls in blue and actually a lot of the big retail stores supported this um best and cole marshall fields um they all kind of supported this but then it took a flip with the baby boomers so in the 1940s is when things kind of flipped and it was okay now girls need to be dressed like their mothers um so this is when all the girls started wearing little dresses the pink color, um, and then boys were tailored to look after, look like their fathers, dress like their fathers, to say. Um, so this is when it switched, and this is also when the marketing of everything switched, and you started seeing all of the ads of cute little girl pink clothes and cute little boy blue clothes, um, the separation. So you started seeing these in magazines. Uh, back then, you know, women would look at them and the, it was a lot of the home shopping too, catalogs, all that stuff all back then. Um, so that's when that whole thing started changing into what we have now. If you look at the mass marketing of everything, everything is separated by boy and girl. We have some newer lines, some high couture lines that are gender neutral, even like Beyonce's newest line. She calls it gender neutral, but we'll get actually into that term in a second because that term is also still enforcing gender norms by us using that term. But bring that back up in a second when I bring up the toys. Um, so we have the clothes. Um, and in the book, she actually does talk about this uh, a lot because she talks about how she was going to buy that little girl like a present. And when she went into the store, all the clothes were separated by pink and blue even for newborns when in reality if you want to talk about biology at that age most babies have very similar body types yes i get it a girl baby has a vagina a boy baby has a penis but what i mean overall is it's not like boobs developed yet hips developed yet stuff like that they're just a small little human where honestly you can probably put the same shirt that you would buy for a little boy or a little girl on and it wouldn't fit much different because it's just a little baby size. So she was saying, why is it separated like that? Of course, there's the marketing, the capital of all that stuff. But at that age, why don't they just separate baby clothes by age? Like here's all the maybe newborn clothes or zero to six months clothes. Here's all the one T, the two T. It would be so much easier to separate it by that than having to go through Here's the girl section, here's the boys section, because once again, you're reaffirming these gender roles in society instead of just, this is a baby, 
just let her be a baby and we'll just shop by age and maybe whatever color I want to buy the kid. I'm be honest, I've probably sent my niece or godson of an organ non-gender conforming color clothes and her mom seems not to care. Um, but that's, everyone's different, I get it. Uh, so that was when the clothes is the issue that it starts very young, but then we start to get into toys. Let's think back. Even me, when I was younger, one of my favorite toys was probably the Easy Bake Oven. Uh, how many other people had it? I had it. Not denying it. But I do also love to bake. Um, so there's nothing wrong with that. But let's think back. To at least when we were kids. Because now watching some of these commercials, I don't think it's as dominant as it was. We're going back to when I was a kid. I'm in my 30s now, so we gotta go back. The commercials were very gender targeted. A lot of the toys that I would see as a kid for me were things such as the Easy Bake Oven, dolls. Um, and I don't mean like Barbie dolls and stuff. We've talked about that in the past thing. I did not like Barbie dolls, but what I'm talking about is more like, I forgot what the name of them were, but it was the dolls that like cried. You had to give them a bottle. I want to say they even wet their diaper. Um, those kind of dolls. And then there was also like, even like little fake, um, cleaning things like the sweeper, the vacuum and stuff like that. There is the kitchen toy set. I'm sure everybody's like, okay, yeah, those are toys. What are you talking about? Think about who was in those commercials and who it was targeted to. The little girls, not the little boys. It wasn't like, hey, guys, let's buy this doll for our little boy so that one day when he gets older and has a kid, you know, it's preparing him. Nope. Nope. It's targeted to the girls, preparing them for what was once set to be the gender norm of a female that your main goal or your main aspiration in life is to get married, take care of the house, in other words, clean, cook, all that stuff, have a kid and take care of the kids. It wasn't stuff that was, let's say, I don't want to say learning stuff because those, yes, those are life skills everyone should have. It shouldn't just be let me teach you how to cook because you're a girl and you're going to need to know how to cook for your future mate. It should be, let me teach you how to cook, no matter if you're a boy or a girl, because at one point you're going to need to cook for yourself to survive and to eat. Yes, we can all go buy food, but come on. You know you want home-cooked meals from time to time. That's what it should be. Or it should be, let me teach you how to do your laundry so that you can have clean laundry for yourself. Nothing other than that. You should just want your own damn clean laundry. Um... How to clean the house, how to clean things. Like that should all just be taught because they are life skills that we all need to have. Guess if one person in a relationship wants to take on that just because they want to, not because they have to. There's nothing wrong with that. But it should be taught as something that you should just know as a human life skill, not as this is your female skill or this is your male skill. Anyways, went off in the tandem, back to the toys. So think about that. All the toys, especially when I was young, 
were geared towards girls, but the girl ones were all stuff in preparation for your quote-unquote future life. It wasn't the fun stuff like the video games or the toy cars or action figures. And she brought that up as well, that the boy toys always seem to be a little more interactive in the sense of like action and doing things as opposed or like learning things um, as opposed to the girl toys that were just based off of what girls should be doing in their life. Um, fortunately, I grew up with an older brother um, and I've said this before in a few episodes, I was what they would probably call a tomboy because I did sports and I hated dolls but I played video games still play video games like it was a little different um but looking back you can still see how those things are targeted and just think about remember walking into the Toys R Us stores there was a girl section and there was a boy section in toys the girl section had all these glittery pink once again dolls, backpacks, little purses, little makeup, um, what else? The little fake kitchens are, but the boys had all more of the sports stuff, the outdoorsy stuff, the action figures, and even the colors. The colors are always the same. The girl section is always yellows, pinks, brights, and the boys are always like your primary blue, there's red, um, but green, even like black and gray, but the moment you walked into Toys R Us, you knew exactly where to go if you wanted to go based on, off of the gender. But that's when, that's why I say it, there's a lot to do with like the marketing of stuff, how things sell, the money of it. I get it. That's probably never going to change because of that reason in America. It's such a capitalist country and everything's just based off of capital, but Let's go back to that gender neutral term because now a lot of companies are starting to catch on and are starting to be like, okay, well, let's make things gender neutral. So in the book, she brought up a very interesting point about that term, which might have never even occurred to me before. So I was like, oh, this is great. The fact that we use gender neutral means that we acknowledge that term has to exist because the other term or the other two terms which is the female norm and the male norm have to exist but if we just take out gender neutral and why can't it just be a toy or why can't it just be close why do we even have to put a gender term with these things especially as a child who is like one who doesn't even, it's not even something on their spectrum. All they know is they're a kid, they're hungry, they need interaction. But the fact that we have to acknowledge that, so going back to how I said Beyonce now has her new line, the Ivy Park, um, she has a whole section that's called, like, I think it's just called gender neutral. So it's like sweater, shorts, pants, um, stuff like that. But the fact that she has to put that there means that we're also acknowledging the fact that there are male-specific clothes and female-specific clothes in this line. Just something to think about. Even though we're going towards where things can be gender-neutral, why do we have? Why does it even have to exist that we have to call it that? Why can't it just be, here's the clothes? 
Here's the toys. No, something to ponder. Um, but then we go back to... Okay, so... Then we can start to get into the whole notion of this whole act like a girl. Things we actually really do start teaching in the sense of... I don't know about any other girls out there, but I'm sure at some point you were told something along the lines of either act like a girl, pl you play like a girl, um, you should be nice like a girl, or be quiet like a girl, you should, that's not how girls sit, uh, the list can go on and on, but think about this, why is it always, or why do we always have to put the term like a girl at the end why can't it just be there even if the kid's getting in trouble sit down and be quiet not oh girl should be more quiet or you should sit so like a girl or what is this whole sitting like a girl thing just sit down like drives me insane um and then there's the whole thing the notion of girls should be more tame and more quiet um once again this was another point brought up in the book about she mentioned when one of her friends took her son who was like one years old to this little toddler play group and she had witnessed that most of the parent most of the moms that had little girls they restrained the girls in the play group more than the little boys got to like the little girls weren't necessarily as much to run around um I don't want to call it rough house they're just little toddlers but like play with things maybe make as much noise they got more held back with the little boys on the other hand the mom seemed to let them do a lot more. Um, this is something that you can probably see a lot of. Because even think about some girls, not all girls, but their parents don't even want them going outside to get dirty because it's not very girlish. Or don't go play in the dirt, don't go do things like this. And it's, why is that not girlish? Like, these things have never settled in my head it's just if that kid likes to play outside if that kid likes to dig in the dirt if that kid likes animals or if that kid likes to play with dolls or you know do arts and crafts stuff play video games that's just what that kid likes to do the kid's not relating it to the fact that I like to play in dirt because I'm a boy or I like to dress up dolls because I'm a girl no that's just something that kid at that age is finding entertaining at the time um so we have these restrictions that we put on where we don't even realize like what we're pushing on them as a kid and then they grow up and it leads to a lot of different things down the line of all these social norms that become irregular or even so this one this next topic is probably going to be some people are going to I don't know People might not like what this one, but there's this culture of rape culture and I'll probably do a whole nother podcast on this to explain this better, but there's a subject that she also brings up in this book where it's the dress like a girl type of thing or you are dressed too much this way or that way as a female that it is suggesting something. Yes, I understand that none of us can control each other's thoughts. So if I go out and wear, I don't know, my leggings, my workout pants, whatever, a guy sees it, I cannot control what he is thinking about whatever he perceives of me. I get that. But what I am saying is 
that what can be controlled is the reaction to that or how one acts upon it. So going back, I don't know what they have as far as dress codes these days in school because my nephew's only in like first grade and my godson and niece are in like pre-stuff. So I don't know about the dress codes right now, but speaking on my past in let's say like middle school, elementary, even high school, the dress code. The main reason why girls could not wear tank tops, spaghetti straps, certain size shorts or skirts was because it was a distraction to the boys. Let that sit in. Why could not wear a tank top was because it would distract the boys. So what does that say about the girl? For one, you're not as important as the boy is because we need the boys to pay attention in class, but maybe not you. Two, these boys, why were they never taught to deal with the distractions? What do I care if that kid's distracted? I'm doing my work. I'm getting A's. It's not my fault he can't focus. Stop looking at me. Yes, I get it. You're not going to go to school naked. Like, I, I get that. But the overall point here, which she also brought in the book, was the same thing. You can't wear certain things, or society tells them you can't wear certain things because it distracts the boys. But yet, what we could do, starting young, is teach boys that, yes, maybe you might see something that is a distraction, it's beautiful, whatever, that does not mean you got to go out there and pounce on it. Once again, like I said, this this actually leads into the whole rape culture conversation and how that leads into it. Um, but that is a whole nother subject that will change, it will save for a different podcast. But this is also a society gender norm that we've created that women that dress certain ways or women can't dress certain ways because of how it is seen in society and because of how distracting it is to the men. I don't know. All I've ever had to say is that's not my fault. I get it. I can't control what men think about me. And I get it. I know if I walk outside in certain things, yep, certain things might be thought, certain things might be said. But once again, that's different than having a reaction. We can... We can't control the thoughts and the perceptions, but we can control how we react to things. And I won't say all, but some boys are not can, are not taught at a young age that just because a girl's wearing a certain thing or dressed a certain way doesn't mean she's something and is not a consent for you to do anything or to react about it on it. Um, so gender norm as you get older clothes it always comes down to these clothes being gender norms um would love to actually get some of your guys' comments on that because i know there's probably a lot of people who want to debate on that one so i'm always open for a good talk anybody wants to comment on the whole the clothes the dressing because i've had some great debates actually on it as well um leave some comments on that one but overall this was just one little section, and this is just my little part on it. Um, 
I can go a lot deeper into it, but it would be a really long podcast. So you guys might get a little bored of it. Um, but she does have, like I said, 15 suggestions in this book. I'm probably going to do a few more on some of the other suggestions. Um, I would highly recommend reading it or listening to it. It's only about an hour listen. It's not that long. Um, great book, though. And like I said, I don't even have kids, but it's just super good. Um, just to get you to start thinking about things. Obviously, everything you do is your choice, how you want to raise kids, how you don't want to raise them. Um, your choice. Uh, but it's just some really good suggestions in there about certain things we can even do just for ourselves and how to stop putting so many norms on everything and just letting yourself develop into what you really like and what you don't like. Um, and there's nothing wrong with a little kid or that likes pink and blue or red and green or whatever the color is the color the color should not define the sexuality of the kid just because your kid might like a pink shirt and he's a little boy does not mean anything maybe he just likes that shirt because it's eye-catching who knows um but thank you for tuning in listening to my little rant like i said anybody wants to come on and debate or talk about some of these gender norms add some more to the conversation i'm always open to it you can leave a comment, you can put your submission on the website, or just hit me up on Instagram. Um, but yes, thanks for tuning in. We will be back. we got some great guests coming up in the next couple of weeks, so stay tuned in, and I hope you enjoyed this episode.